Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Strayway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with their friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. Broadcasting from the David Hobbs Honda Studios, this is the final inspection show. And in studio with me today is Tony DeZeno from NBCSports.com. Tony, welcome back to the show. We're talking IndyCar, and there's been a lot of stuff on the on your website uh, pertaining to IndyCar and what happened in the the RainGuard Water Sealers 600. I gotta give Eddie Gossage uh, kudos for finding that sponsor. Yeah, and, and an ironic one because it's one I wasn't at, which usually I'm at most races, but I generally tend to skip Texas for two reasons. One, I'm gassed usually after the whole month of May and into Detroit and Lamar prep and everything else. Uh, but also it's just such a good race to watch on TV that like to try to capture everything that happens. Exactly. Sometimes it's hard to do. There are some races where it's better almost to watch from a, a TV setting. Well, obviously I'm biased. I want to watch all the ones on NBCSN, but, uh, um, just it's a good TV experience, and as it turned out, there was no shortage of things to talk about on Saturday night. I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> well, I, you and I are still running, but you know, right? <laughs> I, I did tweet a thing about we were getting close. It wasn't until we got down to the the because <clears throat> thinking of a, of another crash, I brought up the old 1974 Trenton Trenton, I think 150, a Bobby Unser one which there was only uh, four cars running at the end of the race. But that was mainly because uh, USAC had come up with a new rule, and uh, they had they had a, a rule where you were supposed to get either 1.5 or 2 miles per gallon. And from an Offenhauser engine, that was pretty, pretty tough. So a lot of the guys were leaning out the turbos and leaning out the fuel. So what was happening, and it also happened at Indy, the following race was the Indianapolis 500, where you had guys that were burning out pistons and dropping valves, so that's it wasn't uh, it wasn't really attrition of crashes at 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 Trenton, but as it was with engine issues and them trying to figure out how to manifest the fuel mileage game, which they were trying to play with the the the, the fuel crisis of seventy three and seventy four. But let's bring it back uh, back to today, and it was. Well, bringing that back today, it was actually more like a 1999 IRL race at Texas, I think. Yeah, very much a demolition derby. And it's rare you get an IndyCar race with more than a handful of retirements anymore. Three or four usually is kind of about average. Exactly. This one, there were 13 cars out, and there were two more with damage. So at one point, I was like, Olivier Panis has totally got this. 96 <laughs> Monaco Grand Prix only had three cars finished, and the fourth one was in pit lane. This was similar, where it had nine cars finished, one was repaired, two more were damaged in the last crash. And the words pack racing came back into the vernacular for the first time, really with this chassis and current uh, current package. But that that's even still an interpretation itself because it what guys could pass it wasn't well, like trapped let's you know? let's start from the beginning right 
And actually, earlier in the week, when they named Tristan Valtier to uh, made replace me look like a genius, not Simon Pagenaud. Sebastian and, Bourdais. I mean, yeah, uh, Sebastian it's time Bourdais. Know, time to play know. know your Frenchman. You know, I right? know. What was hilarious was Tristan and I had sat down at Detroit for a, a feature on his post IndyCar life and how he was doing this thing. Yeah, he's with, done. With, He'll never be in another never be IndyCar. In IndyCar. You know, he's doing the Sun Energy Mercedes, <laughs> and then Tuesday rolls around. I get wind that he'll be in the coin car. I was like, you got to be kidding me, man! <laughs> I was like, I should get ten percent of the deal at this point. But um, it starts out, and and we watch qualifying on Friday night. Tristan hasn't been in. IndyCar in two years he qualifies fifth so it was which it, was it made sense because yeah. uh, they, they didn't they didn't pass Gutierrez they didn't he, clear him there was a testing <coughs> testing blackout period so and, you can't run in a certain number everybody of days. was saying well why don't you run James Davison he ran so well at Indy yeah James he also Davis, wrecked the car he also wrecked the car there but the other thing was with Dale Coyne says we he we, we ran him twice at Texas and we're comfortable with him yeah so it's like Sometimes, Dale, you know, Dale doesn't say a lot, but he when he does, he, he gets to the point. I mean, yeah, yeah. Dale is a man of very sense. few words, but every word he says is, yeah, very, exactly. is, is exactly chosen, calculated. When he goes off, and he's gone off more in the last month than he and has. And he's had good reason, And to. he's good reason, yes. Yeah. And it's, it, it, you know, Dale, you know, I remember one of the first races I saw him race at Road America in Norton that uh, in an old march with a stock block stock in block. it and, and all that is great stuff. And you're thinking, well, this is a guy who's who's gonna, you know, bounce around. He's gonna bounce around at the rear of, of the Indy car, but hey, he's out there, he's joined himself, and then he's gonna disappear. Well, here it is thirty years later, and not only is is he still in the series, but he's winning races too. And and, and the thing with, with, with Dale is he's a survivor. And it, it it must be frustrating. It, it must have been such a frustrating situation for him because you have Valtier, who who I mean, here's another story. And I mean, all the most interesting stories throughout the IndyCar seasons so far has pretty much dealt with Dale Coyne Racing for the majority of it. Yeah, Day, the Ford, Davison story, uh, good years you know, I mean, coming in out of right. out of left field, and then here you have Ed Val- Jones who gets overlooked exactly. by Alonzo for Rookie of the Year, and, and then you have Valtier who's okay. He qualified fifth. He'll drop to the back, right? No, uh, quite the opposite, right? And he's running the outside groove, yeah. And they're and they're like telling him, you know, why don't you run the inside because you're kind of opening your, third, and you're you kind of opening so. yourself to attack and to get past. But he, he's comfortable up there and everything. And so, you know, if I'm Dale Coyne, I'm like, oh, this is great, but you must be just. That leg is shaking because you're like, oh man. It's, it's we funny. Run. It's funny. At one point during the race, uh, I think I think it was Katie was trying to talk to him, and and you could tell Dale just did not want to talk. Exactly. On him. <laughs> yeah. That moment, yep. like I got this. Like let, let me focus. And I get all credit there for trying, but it was just one of those like Dale Dale ain't gonna talk type things. But the first half of the race, there were a couple incidents. There were a couple big ones. Elio Castroneves crashed out in turn two, and that was a hard hit, which was a hard hit. Yeah. Um, if, I I think if there's if there was if Road America was this week, I I wonder if he would even be. If he would be able to run it, I, I do wonder about that because I think he'll be like fine. His, it looked like his bell got rung yeah. pretty significantly. Yeah, I think that. he'll be fine for Road America, you know, coming up here in the next week. But I think if it was this week, 
he'd be in trouble. Right. Rossi went out, Ed Carpenter out of Pirouette, and then we got to lap 152, and three wide going into turn three happens. Tony Kanon's on the inside, James Hinchcliffe is in the middle, Mikhail Loishin comes in late on the outside, TK moves up, but he kind of has to to make the corner. That being said, he knocks into Hinchcliffe, which knocks into Loishin, which knocks in, brings us back full circle to coin, and it takes out Tristan Vaudier, and so begins our eight-car pileup, you know, a big one in an IndyCar race, which none of these teams can afford. It was brutal. Yeah, it, it was just very, very frustrating, and it it was, you know, first of all, you know, tw- you know both Tony and I are both on Twitter, and we're always on Twitter during the races, and first of all, it's, it's like, oh, okay, Lotion's in an accident. It's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the immediate. It's, and it's, then you can see the ebbs and the flows. It's of, a snap reaction, yeah. and then the text and the DMs follow afterwards, like, um... <laughs> And then you we're can't like, blame the Russian for interfering with uh, <laughs> with a political event on tracks. So. And, then, and then you kind of look at, and then you know, coins really mad, and then you, you start seeing, well, yeah, I guess you could see. So, I mean, was it a dirty? I don't think it was a dirty move. Racing you know? incident, but in the heat of the moment, when right. there's that much, you know debris carbon fiber shards everywhere sure. and a number of teams had to re-prep their cars for road america and Watkins glen testing just this week so mm-hmm. so even then you've got more more damage adding up to, to go back to coin they've now written off five cars in a month like i mean they're not all tubbed but they've crashed you know Bourdais had the crash at phoenix that got repaired then he crashed it again at the 500 qualifying where he gets hurt davison crashes jones had damage on his car still drove with damage uh, and then they both get taken out in this Texas deal, and it's like you wouldn't wish that on Team Penske, let alone the the less you know the least paddock resources uh, team in the business. You know that's that's what was brutal to see. I mean, I, I'm going back to the '90s and early 2000s when they needed pay drivers just to survive, right? And they never had a run this bad. It's been a while if they've had one this bad in a such a compressed time frame. You. <laughs> I was it's getting you to go to, to a, It's time to bring out the show car, I think. I was going to say, right. I was going to go to back to the DPO1 at this rate. I was expecting you to pull out a Guido Daco reference. <laughs> I was thinking of it, but uh, yeah, I mean, you, you wonder, you know, I always I always have these weird dreams for every once in a while where I'm at an IndyCar race and they're bringing out all these old chassis and that, but they're usually older than the old, uh, like an old Lola or March, it's like old Eagles and McLarens, but that, that withstanding um yeah you, you you wonder if they could go back to i mean could you i don't I, now there's upgrades and there's been safety upgrades but i mean you can't run a dp12 can you? Uh, the old champ the, car chassis yeah. no, no no the d oh, the, the original DW12, a dw12 i mean yeah right no because that i mean that's several it's a couple of generations behind from a safety standpoint there's like the xylon intrusion panel some of the other safety and the upgraded roll, bar upgraded roll bars etc so um, suspensions, you know, all the other stuff that's come together. I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting years. Tony. I'm putting Tony on the spot here because I used to know and I forgot. But the fr- I know the front wing assembly, the the piece that they they can change out with with the four with the four bolts. That's that's like eighty grand or something. Is it? Only I don't know if it's that much, but it's a it, fr- front wing. I know they've lowered the price. It's at least thirty. Yeah, the front wing assembly is at least thirty. And the so, side, the side panel. I mean, you got the side, the side look, pods. Look, look at and, it this way: Coin said multiple six-figure accidents. Yeah, 
in a in a six week period. So I would not be surprised if that team's over a mil. And his his sponsorship package is not like a lot of the other teams. No, it's it's very much a business to business type deal. You, mm-hmm. When you see the Boy Scouts on the cart, they're not putting anything in. That's like a trade out type deal. It's it's kind of complicated. But the majority right. of how Dale makes the the revenue work, makes the dollars work, is via all the franchises that he has, uh, the Sunny's Barbecue stuff. So it's between that and a couple other sponsors that he can pull in to to make the deal work so it's just it's absolutely cruel to see what what they've gone through and i I sound like a broken record but saying it but they they, no team should have to go through what they've what they have in such a short amount of time and the other story is is gabby chavez another top 10 we keep forgetting about him. It seems like it's been a running joke on the show throughout the summer. We we, we mean to talk about him, and then we finally get to him 12 minutes in. Uh, unreal how good that, that team's been and how consistent he's been. Outside of one hair-raising moment when he and Graham right. Rahal almost right. crashed out on the back straight, Gabby is, knows that his team's got limited resources, and they're finding their footing a little bit. They can't afford to crash a car. And in two races where there's been 14 and 13 retirements, he hasn't been one of them, and he's finished ninth and fifth. I mean, for a small team like that to, to bring your car home in one piece, get additional bonus money because they're not they're not one of the team allocated cars, right. so they're not getting a separate IndyCar payout. That's a huge huge step for them. Gabby, Gabby's had a tough last year because he lost his ride at the last minute to Alexander Rossi, who promptly won the Indy 500 and right. is now set for life. But Gabby's done a good job to. Not repairing his reputation, but getting back on the radar after well, you were... Yeah, he's a kid. I mean, I saw this kid run in a midget at the Speedrome in, in Indianapolis. I mean, he he's a racer, and and I, I don't like... There, there, there's some people... Well, I, I'll put it... I'll, put, I'll throw it out there. there there's, some, there's, there's a lot of idiots on Facebook, and I, I remember the earlier in the year, somebody was saying, oh, Gabby Chavez, who's he? You know, I like to see him run in a midget. And it was awesome because one of the guys, I forgot, I think it was Mahoney or somebody, said, yeah, he's been in a midget. Have you? So it was just blasted the guy. It's like, good, good for him. You know, because this is a kid. The kid's a racer. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's been, how long has he been in this country now for? At least six, seven years. Yeah, he, he did a year. Know. He did a year abroad in GP3, and then he came back. He did Star Mazda, won some races but there, won the Indy Lights he, Championship. He's, he's a great. You know, if you really ever talk kid. to the really kid, he, kid, you just he's got he's one of these kids. He's got a great smile, and he and he just oods confidence there's just an it factor there yeah that, exactly like, kind of that intangible thing i mean brian Hurd said he was one of the best drivers he's ever worked with and brian Hurd has worked with a lot of different people and guided two guys to, to winning so brian hated losing him last year that's yeah. that's a fact and so. you know it is a speed drum but I, i've seen guys going the first time in a midget and you can tell it's their first time in a midget gabby was competitive at the speed drum i mean not just but i mean he's putting wheels in the i mean he was getting a lot of advice from, from some veterans, and he was using it. He wasn't tentative out there, and he looked very, very natural. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i talking the crustiest of the crusty people in the 317 were impressed with this guy. By the end of the night, they had won them over. You if know, you've these, got the 79-year-old 317 crowd, you're, yep. you're hitting the, I mean, you're hitting the right, you know, de- right demographic. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> but, I mean, it is true. I mean, these are, if for, for those... There are some crusty old veterans in the Indianapolis area that that you know, they're they are a stereotype in themselves, and 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 they by the end of the night they were all cheering for him. So it was it was a neat deal. But let's get back to Texas here. 
lo and behold, Will Power wins it. By the way, Will Power wins the race, right? Yeah, almost overlooked in the the chaos was uh, one of Will's classic good. When did Will Power become an oval specialist? That's what I want to know. I mean, the Will said earlier this year his results have been better and his performances have been better on ovals than on road and street courses lately. And you look at the stats, it backs it up. He had the dominant win at mm-hmm. Milwaukee a few years ago here, if you remember. Yep. Um, had a big win at Pocono last year that was kind of a Rick Mears-esque drive where he's you know made his car better over the run in at Texas. Call it a pack race or not, but the guy knew how to put... He started ninth, and he got to the lead early. He led 180 laps. You know, he really didn't look in doubt until the last stint there when it was him and Dixon and Sato, and then Sato crashes into Dixon, and it's like, no, it's like, I don't want bad Taku back. It's been good Taku all season, right. and then and then that happened, but... I feel like Will's on the verge of one of those like midsummer uh oh runs. That's yeah. yeah, I know. I'm thinking. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing because he just when he's got that swagger, when he's right, in the right he, mental state, it's like he, look out. And he he was like, I'm this is what I'm putting my car. Yeah, I'm putting the car on the inside. I'm I'm staying here. I'm stuck. Anybody want to try and pass me? Have at it. Yeah, go try the yeah. outside. Make exactly. it work. Not happening. And we saw what he did here at Road America last year. Right, so. and, and, the, and the cars, that, and fortunately for him, the cars that probably could have made that move were out of the race by that time. By that point, yes. TK was coming, but he ran out of time. Yeah, it, it's it, yeah, he was coming. That's the other story, too, for, for a guy. How many laps is he down? Two down. Two. Had a lot of the cautions, which was aided in part by IndyCar and Firestone Consulting to make this competition caution thing right. come into play, which was a little in race like well this isn't not eh. you, you know get, you, i get it i will give them I'll, I'll give them this one because f- you know we you know especially Honestly, on this show benefit, yeah. we've been ripping on goodyear mm-hmm. it seems like every four or five races there's an issue with a goodyear tire with nascar and they just kind of go oh it's, it's fine it's fine now firestone and and, and there's we a lot of issues we never hear issues there was an issue they, there's some blistering and you could definitely see the blistering mm-hmm. and so i was like uh yeah i know i i i i i felt the same way tony it just was that competition really do you you know but yeah Yeah. does if they if there's a five uh two laps green white checkered does tony canon win yes no no (laughs) i did no the way he was driving i think he i think he would have tried Okay. You certainly would have gone for it. Right. But I, I, the whole point was that you were already up against the clock. And I think by that point, when the last caution came out, yeah. I didn't have a problem with them ending under yellow. No, I don't with either. Because, you know, whereas. You, you try where you can, but you can't always do it. Because, like, five laps at Detroit is way different than five laps at Texas. Right. So that's kind of where I draw the line with that. So, but he doesn't, if they if they do a green white checker, he doesn't win. Does he pass him around the outside? Yeah. I don't yeah. think anyone was anyone. They, people were close around the outside, but they weren't actually getting him around the outside. Does he push him, push him up the butt, and get him loose? Do a do a bump and run? <laughs> he could have tried to dive bomb into three, but you know, he's got oh, he's got Lamont, he's got Lamont to race, which you know he's got to focus on that too. So. Don't forget next weekend, of course, IndyCar is up at Road America. This is the one you've been waiting for. It, the weather should be great. The food's great. The racing's great. Come on out, see Tony and us. We'll be up there. We'll be broadcasting. Uh, we'll be recording after the Bill Michaels show on Friday for Saturday's show up there. So should be a good time. We'll be around all weekend. And uh, if you see us, make sure you say hi. We'd love to talk to the listeners at the track. So. 
Uh, thanks for listening, Tony. Thank you for joining me in studio yeah, today. Yeah, thanks, man. Fun times. And uh, we will talk more. We got more stuff coming up on the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove as we broadcast from the David Hobbs Honda Studios here in Hales Corners. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.